No, for sure. Just looking around us out here in nature and when you put on the news and everywhere you look, it's just hardship and turmoil and wars and conflict. And here we are, relaxed, sitting here under a tree. Feeling good, feeling valued. Mm. Mm. Not a bad place to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And on that note, bruv, mm-hmm. where yep. you mentioned value, what do you... Where do you place value mostly in your life these days? Man, family time, of course, number one. Mm. Every day is a good day when you take a breath in the yeah. morning. Yeah. But value is an interesting topic because, man, I, I, you know, me and eBay and Gumtree and finding value in certain things yeah. and. <laughs> Looking for cheap deals, you mean? <laughs> cheap. I don't know. I don't know how we got. You to might call it cheap deals. I don't. Know, I don't know if. I don't know if we're, we're, we're really sticking to the topic here. If we're, oh, about, if we're talking about eBay and Gumtree here. No, no, buddy. Look, I mean, everybody finds value in different things, right? Mm, mm, so mm. you find value in whatever, spending time with family. Yeah. Whatever you do, right? Mm. I find value in spending time with family and maybe... Hunting know, down a good deal. Hunting down a good deal and then it's different. But I think th- what... Yeah, th- those values need to speak to something, I guess. Mm, mm. I, I have the thing, I like to buy vintage stuff and every time I try to uh, buy some vintage stuff, my lady friend, she's just like, why are you buying this? Yeah, it I mean, she's, she's practical, of course. Don't you like vintage? I don't have a problem with vintage, but she does. So I'm not your problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, how, how are you going to work around that, Chief? Like when I d- when I you say vintage, do you mean like thrift or do you mean like, what do you mean? Thrift is such a harsh word. Like you may no, no, my, my sister is, is, a, is a big fan of thrift. Like she, really? She thrifts hard. Wow. Yeah, she finds... She's but what for? What is she? She finds like unique clothing from like way back. Yeah, man, I saw, I saw a YouTube video about guys who just... Go into these like these warehouses. I don't know in the states. Yeah. That have just like buckets full of clothing. They try to get those like old Bart Simpson tops. You know, like old mm, mm. stuff from the nineties, mm. and they resell them mm. at a Sonic the Hedgehog and things. Yeah, at a higher price. I'm just like, okay, so there's. I guess there's a market for everything, but I I, I like it when guys find. I have this. <coughs> I want to call it a young dream of. Me finding some expensive cinema lens and paying 200 rand for it. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's worth like 50,000 rand. I'm just like, yeah. It's probably chipped, cracked, full of fungus. No, no, the, isn't it a, like some deal with some granny, you know, maybe there's an estate or something and there were lenses there and the fam. Oh, maybe that sounds so wrong. No, Cheating out of no, family. Out they, of didn't want, they didn't want the granny's old stuff. Yeah, and then you, you buy it and you're like, oh, this is actually a... A twenty thousand dollar. <laughs> so would would you sell it after that, or would you keep? Would you still use it? I would want to use it first. So so you actually you actually hunt down 
like vintage stuff in the hope that it will make you money later. No, at first I was hunting down the most cinematic stuff to make my movie cinematic. Yeah. And then I, I later learned that, oh, when I bought this, it was uh, $100. And when now... Because when it's I look, so scarce. It's now $300. So I got in at the right time. Mm. And mm. yeah. So it's... Sort of like Bitcoin right now. Yeah, well... Yeah, I guess you can see value. Yeah, the value goes up and down hap- haphazardly. Yeah, Bitcoin is a bit of a mystery, to be honest with you. Oh, Bitcoin is doing very well now, thank you very much. Um, oh, the crash is over. Yeah, it's gone. It's not back to the, the heights it was, but I mean, I, I, I made my move at the right time. That's all I'm going to say. Now, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now, mm, those are things. Those are things. Those are things. Let's, yeah. let's say, so family time and shopping. Uh, that wouldn't call, yeah. For deals, for deals. Let me not say shopping because shopping is sound. I uh, saw so you get very, very, very edgy there about the word shopping. Yeah, shopping sounds like you know, like very feminine. Which is n- there's nothing wrong with being uh, feminine. No, no, no. I, I, you, yeah. you make it sound like I'm <laughs> in the streets. <laughs> oh yes, yes, uh, yeah. hunting down deals. But now, the value you associate to. Your family and 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 your activities or your hobbies or your whatever. How do you how do you like give them hierarchy? Like how do you how do you set them out? Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, maybe it's not obvious for everybody, but I think family time is number one. But that it raises a good question. I don't spend most of my time with family. But but yes, I value it number one. That's why I was trying to find out from you. If value time is so high up on your list, how much of that? How much of your time you spend with them? That is that. That just actually made me feel a little bit sad when you said. No, but I mean, it's it's always good to retrospect. That's why we. That's why we're here. That's why we're on the podcast. We're trying to give ourselves perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in return, give perspective to others. But like, it's it's very interesting because I found myself. With a similar conundrum as well. Out of all the things I value, how much time do I give them? Yeah, that is... So how much do you value the things... So let's say you're, you're self-employed, you're making your own money for yourself. So you work on your own time. Yeah. So you decide how much... But you, you have bills to pay, you have things to do. Yeah. So... You need to put in enough time to cover those things. Yeah. So that your work... Which I'm not covering <laughs> at the moment. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, mm. uh, yeah. So I guess the realities of life also hit sometimes. Mm. But I also guess it comes down to... It, when I say I'm not covering, I won't say that I'm defaulting. Right. But just I have to prioritize and say okay, like now I had to replace like some studio equipment. I replaced it. Yeah. But now the other things, any other projects I had in mind have to take a bit of a... Backseat. Not backseat, but I have to change my... I have to rethink my, my, my schedule. Okay. So I, as opposed to me trying to, to squeeze things into a time, I work with... I look at, I look at my resources like energy. So you put your energy into what 
you're able to put it into effectively at the time. Okay. So if I wanted to replace equipment, I wanted to replace equipment last year, but okay. I had thing I had other things to do last year in terms of releases and um, getting um, certain pieces of um, sound banks and, um, and very specific pieces of equipment that are not too heavy on the on the budget, but for the immediate stuff. Okay. So once that was out of the way, I then focused on okay working on the craft while I am waiting to build up more energy for the equipment and then certain things fell into place and I was able to get the equipment sooner than I thought so it's it's always a matter of never leaving yourself empty would you say if those things didn't fall into place you would have been disheartened and probably no or you would have kept no I would have I would have eventually. I would have gotten the equipment just at a different moment in time how many Hours in the day, would you say is enough for work? Ah, uh, it depends on. For yourself, per, let me for, say. For myself, I can fit in probably the work of a day in four or five hours. But that's my type of work. Yeah. So, let's say in a week, if I dedicate. Um, four or five hours of just pushing and being like productive yeah i could probably get a good two weeks work done in a week okay yeah that's but but that's because i've developed a system a way of working <laughs> and there's very specific things i'm working on it's not necessary there are the periods the periods that take the most time for me are the re-strategizing or my or my SWOT i do a SWOT analysis every quarter I look at it sounds so business-like. No, it is a business. Well, yeah. Yeah, oh, I have yeah, to take myself seriously. I have to take, I have to take yourself seriously, bro. Yeah. I do a, a strength, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats check of my business to make sure that whatever I'm doing, instead of me constantly thinking <coughs> I haven't done enough, no, it's, just, it's not a matter of you thinking of what you haven't done. It's constantly working on how you can improve on what you've done. So that, that, that for me, because you know, I, I nearly burnt out in 2013, 2014. I actually, I didn't, I didn't nearly, I burnt out a couple of times in 2013, 2014. Yeah. Because I was, I put so much pressure onto the goals as opposed to the process. So now, ever since then, I've learned, I put my energy into the process and how to make the process more effective. And then the results are following. So it was just a slight shift in 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 in, in thinking. So okay, so you continue continuously doing this, right? So now, well, do you expect more of yourself, or do you every I time? I don't expect more of my sp- myself. I expect mm. I expect the best at that time. No, that's a nice way too. Because you won't, you won't, you're gonna have bad days. You're gonna be sick. When yeah. I, the, you know, if if your body's telling you now nah, you've been pushing, take it easy. If you go against your body, you're going to see yourself in hospital. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that happens quite often in work environments where people exactly. just... Exactly. Exactly. So when, when, the, when, when really I am in tip-top, I really push. But then I always give myself, like, this weekend, I took it easy. This last week was quite intense because I was working. I just I had to do new work for, for new clients. But, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's really about... But that's I'm working for myself. If you're working in a company, I think it must be totally different. 
Uh, in terms of what you have, to, what tasks they give you, and whether you like those tasks or not. Yeah, I guess it comes down to passion. Do you feel passionate about what you're doing? Or mm. but mm. do you, man? It's it's it's. Do you value what you're doing? I guess I value the people that I work with. Yeah, so it makes it a bit. So would you say you value the people you work with more than the actual work you're doing? Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. And there's other. I, I would say that's. I I value the human interactions. Yeah. Mm. Obviously, I, you know, you you do the same thing. You well, the same thing. You know, everybody is a bit different with their queries mm. and stuff. But you do, work is repetitive. So, yeah. Uh, to get out of that, but uh, you, the people that you see are not repetitive. You see different characters. You see mm. different people. Mm. So that's mm. cool. Mm. But the value of that, man. Yeah, waking up every morning, hitting that nine to five. I guess. The new generation, the millennials. Yeah, <laughs> they just painted in a bad picture. Who work, oh five, my. Who work five hours a week, and, Man, play, but they, and play hopscotch in the office, but make millions. Yeah, I guess I guess work is changing. You know, now they're introducing this whole thing of um, they want to reduce people's work hours as they introduce more automation, yeah. automation into the workplace, and then they're gonna make, basically look at paying everyone a basic income. To cover their basics and then anything extra, it's on you. And um, I, robots will be doing the other. Yeah. They'll be picking up the slack. Yeah, that. I hate to see people working on a Sunday. Like that's like. Oh. It's just. I don't know. I I I find myself, depending on what's going on, I could be working from Sunday to Sunday. Yes, that's my also my thing. You can't stop. Some people like to work on a Sunday. They, mm. So I can't paint everybody with one big brush, but mm. sometimes you you get into a shop and you can just see this person is really not there. They mm. are there, but they are not there. Mm. So would a robot best be suited to that? Would you be angry if you walked into a shop or you went into a shop and then you you were served by a robot? I don't know. If everybody was getting a basic income. Or would you be happier with the choice of being helped? If they said, okay, you can be helped by a human or a robot, it's your choice. I'm not. I'm. I'm, I'm not there yet, really, in my thinking. To be honest with you, mm. I'm not even. I'm not even taking into cognizance that there there are robots now that are going to be serving people. I know. I, I see all this stuff. Like I see how there are certain restaurants where they have robotic waiters who like go around. Um, taking people's food to them. Um, there's robots. There's robot chefs. There's robot bartenders. But like, I, I think for now it's really more of an of an aesthetic thing when it comes to whatever establishment is involved. Mm. Like I, I had my people go there for the fact that um, my drink was made by a robot. But um, I don't know whether that that's well, really gonna last. Not it's not that it's gonna it's I mean it's gonna gonna last is a tricky one because I mean it's here. <laughs> but I mean will that be something that people value? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I guess you can take value in everything. I am valuing the sun that is shining right now hmm. on this winter day. Yes. It is just 
Yes. Oh, warming my. But haven't haven't South Africa in- introduced um, the robotic cooker for at McDonald's? I I have no idea. A robot a robot cooker at McDonald's, like a robot that makes your burger at McDonald's. Was it here or in the states? I can't remember. But they've introduced already like um, they've already got like pizza places that robots make the pizza. And then the then the pizza is delivered to you by by drone. Well, if you if you think of it, okay, that that's on another level. But I mean, the oven you just have somebody putting the pizza in the oven. The oven is actually cooking it. So we've been mechanized and yeah, or for bruv, for a long time. Mm, now now you're getting into now you're getting into the meat of the matter, bro. Because when you get that pizza made by someone who's been making these pizzas in their family for years and years and years. They make this pizza in a very specific way. The love, the energy that he actually puts into the food as he's making it. Would you... I guess, would you be able to tell the difference is the first issue? No, but I mean, like, most of our pizzas that we're eating now, that's like those old-school Italian type of joints. Mm, mm. They are, say, okay... But I'm talking about your normal... Uh, takeout that's like a debonair yeah which is pretty which is pretty standard they they get the meat they get the pizza out of the freezer and they bake it exactly it's just somebody it's already been done Mm -hmm. it's 99% of the way there you just have somebody putting it into an oven (laughs) and that oven is even timed it's not he's not checking the pizza to make sure yeah the pizza might not even be ready but they're giving it to you because that's the time yeah I get what you mean. Well, they, they've they've got it to such a point where they then they know it'll ninety nine percent of the time it'll be okay. Okay, yeah. I don't know, man. I'm still a believer that um, the energy we put into things makes a huge difference. Mm. And the weirdest thing, I uh, a guy who was I watched on YouTube. Mm. Uh, sure, I watch a lot of YouTube now that I. No, nothing saying. wrong with it. As long as you're learning, uh, better than porn. You're doing well. <laughs> you're doing well. You've, 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 you've <coughs> porn. <laughs> you're doing well from high school. Yeah, you're doing all right now. Yeah. Uh, some guy who was like working a normal nine to five, and then he saw this guy making shoes, and he's like, "Oh wow, mm. I, I can make, make a shoe." shoe. Uh, so he went and he studied in the UK under this shoemaker guy, and this mm. guy makes shoes, and he. He does really well. I'm like, okay. So people value that handmade. This is what I'm talking about vintage because that's what I value of the vintage stuff. It's mm. A lot of it was handmade, crafted guys that really mm. took pleasure in their craft. Mm. I mean, for me at one time, I mean, now I'm at a point now where I don't even need to buy clothing anymore because I've got so many quality shirts. But that's mm. just because... You know, I went for shirts which were of a certain fabric content or a certain make, and I knew those shirts would last. Mm. So I guess I saw value in the fact that that shirt's going to probably last me for the next 10, 20 years. Mm. But, I mean, now with the with when you get to a point where there has to be a balance between how much you accumulate and how much you need. Yeah, no, that's also true. How much you accumulate, how much you But need. going back to your, your, your video thing, do you think there's a do you think that he would have been as good a shoemaker if he had just learnt from the videos without actually going there and learning? Or do you think he would have been as good if he had just learnt the basics and then figured out his own recipe for the or uh, process? 
I think you always want to have contact with the person that makes it. That's mm. the best option. Mm. But sometimes if those videos are detailed enough, you can get 99% of the way there. So you would say there is a slight limitation without learning about there learning in from person. Video. Yeah, there's just... With the physical interaction and the, 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 the human interaction at the, at the time. Yeah, uh, there's something about having... Well, this goes to another conversation where they say uh, they're going to have like AI or whatever it is helping to teach. And no, that's, like, that's done. It's already been yeah, done. Kids seem to do better with the AI teacher than with a normal teacher. People should be very worried. China. I, don't, I forgot the name of that company. There's a company in China that's developing most of the AI for China. They've already got AI tutors and teachers that teach better than people. Is that necessarily a bad thing? No, but my point is this. Like, we are there. Yeah. It hasn't been introduced everywhere, but it's there. Yeah. Well, it'll, I think it, hopefully it goes down to choice. Do you want to have some, your child taught by AI or a teacher? And then you as the parent will decide. But I, I would say in South Africa, that would be a very viable option with the way schools are. The violence in schools, the troubles in school. Oh, yeah, there'd, be a lot of, there'd be a lot of people willing to. So you basically. To let their child being taught by an AI program. You stay at home and. You get taught by this AI program. And then you go out once a year to write an exam in a big hall type of thing. I mean, if. To make sure that you're being. You write the exam online. So I mean. Isn't it the problem is like, we don't know if Andrew Hughes is staying behind to help little Johnny get a good grade so that he can get into university? Ah, bruv. People have been cooking qualifications for years, eh? <laughs> They're still doing it. So I don't know. You either do it, you either do it. I guess it comes down to the integrity of the person. Do you want to do it knowing that you've done it or... I mean, I think, I think back to the University of Joburg. Um, and the English and the Afrikaans le lectures. Mm. Those Afrikaans kids were given papers, basically. They were given the papers, basically. But I mean, their process is this. Um, get these guys through as quick as possible. By the time they get to work, they'll be taught what to do. So yeah. that's their strategy. That's their mode of survival. Like they, they take care of their own. But isn't that this whole South African education moment, uh, how it works at the moment, sorry. Basically push these guys, I mean, what is the post rate? 30 something percent? The difference is there's no plan after they're done. If you've got an Afrikaans guy who's basically coasted through his accounting degree to a certain extent, or whatever degree it was, and he's being coached and helped along by mentors and people above him or the company he's going to work he'll at. He'll eventually learn. He'll eventually learn. And I mean, that guy's going to end up a CEO because he's learning from people who know what they're doing. Mm. So whatever he's learning, he's learning how to do three or four things instead of it taking you to do five, ten things to do the same thing. Yeah. You get what I mean? So, there's, so there is a very huge disparity in terms of how we, how we learn today. Sure. And I guess that's why you see there's not much value put into, 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 into even education now at the moment. Well, it depends where you are in the world. Ah, bruv. We're talking about here. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> like we're, we're really we're not we're not here to represent everyone else. Like we're here. We're here. Yeah. South Africa. Yeah, man. Interesting times. Interesting times. Sure. So now, this father thing, how much value are you putting into that? I don't know yet, man. That's uh, as hasn't been born. <laughs> no, but you know, but I mean, I mean, I mean. You know what? A lot of people said have said to me, "You're going to be a great dad." I'm just like, ah, yeah, not ah. sure. Yeah, the the world. I I hope I'm a great dad. I I value the fact that one day I I can say, yeah, no, I, I did a right job, but I, there's there's no there's no book on it. Each child is different. Hmm. Uh, yeah, maybe she, in the future, in twenty years' time, when she's Are listening to this podcast, she'll be like, he was actually a crappy dad. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. But I mean, like, are you are you worried how she'll be? Or he'll be? Uh, no. I mean, the question is, is pitching up just good enough? Wow. That's intense. Is that, is that intense? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That is intense. I didn't feel that intense. I, I, you know, we, 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 you, you put it, it's the way you said it. It's like, it's just being there enough for a child. Mm. That, that's a very good question. That's that is a very good that's question. That's actually the question that I've been asking myself. Yes, I will be there. I know. But are you enough? Yeah. That is that is heavy, my guy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Is it enough? Well, somebody said to me, all a child needs is just a uh, full stomach and some love. Sure. <laughs> I'm like, but I mean, <laughs> you would be surprised, eh? Yeah. You'd be surprised. I mean, how many... Hey man, the way the world is today, kids don't even have time to be kids anymore. Yeah, that's 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 horrible. Wow, I remember playing in the dirt, bro. Coming in the house like covered in, you know, you left pristine, <laughs> and you came back like, you know, brown. And you get a shouting. Dust, you know, holding two stones and saying, "Here are my two friends," you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and and. You got spanked for being dirty and you ran to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, or, you know, you were a child, bruv. But now it's like, same age child is now on a phone playing a game. Yeah, that interaction is... I mean... But I'm not sure if that inter... Because I, I grew up quite a shy child, so I don't know if that interaction helped me. Maybe if being on a phone would have helped me more. But you would have been a recluse, bruv. I'm slightly reclusive. Maybe not in a huge way, but... You're on a podcast now talking. <laughs> you're not reclusive. Like, <laughs> trust me, you're picking your moments. There are serious recluses who are, who are in a house right now, never leaving that house. Funny enough, my brother was... I was we were talking about working hours. Funny enough, a, a topic that uh, value in working hours. And mm. I was saying, you know, people shouldn't work on Sundays. He's like, yeah, yeah, and here in the the UK, uh, Tesco's is open like 24-7, I think, or 23 hours of the day. Yeah. But on Sundays, it's not. But they still open up on 12, at 12 o'clock on the... So basically, Sunday evening, 12 o'clock, they open up again. But and like, I, is it people there, or is it like you go and you... 
Is it an automated checkout system? There's automated checkout and there's people. Oh, so there's people during the day the and then there's automated checkout at night? No. You can choose either or. So there'll always be one of the two there? Yeah. Sure. Uh, and I was saying, who the hell is going to go shopping at 12? And he's like, you will be surprised. No, I mean, that's... He that's went there and he's mm. full. And he's like, it's people who do not want to be seen. Wow. People who do not want to be seen. Who in, in which sense? Seen in, in terms of they don't feel adequate or they don't feel socially acceptable or... Maybe it could be a bit of both. Or you, are you like, are you obese or what, what, what's the story? I think there could be many reasons. Maybe you don't feel comfortable in your examples. body. He didn't give examples. He didn't go further than that. He, he said weird. So you could... You could <laughs> he saw some weird people. Ah. So weird could be described in... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. I wonder what his definition of weird is. You see, that's a, that's. So, uh, w- my definition of weird is maybe people that are not quite comfortable, or maybe who would be stared at, who are socially Do, awkward. Yeah. So instead of dealing with, maybe and maybe that's a problem. Instead of dealing with life, you just try to go. It goes through getting through. I'm just trying to get through life, man. Mm, <laughs> mm, mm. Mm. That's interesting. But I can, I can guess that there are some instances where you just like, you get tired of the stairs. Maybe there's something wrong with you. Well, not something wrong, but maybe the, you're not what our idea of what the world should be is. And then yeah, I guess, I guess I, I, I thought about this sometime back when, um, I think shortly when I had to like first start going into public after my accident. Mm. I guess that was on my mind, but after some time, because I've never really been someone that, that, I mean, I was, I was, I was teased and bullied when I was small. Mm. You know, I was called everything from pork to beef. <laughs> pork to. You know, but I mean, I developed such a high. As long as I was, I was comfortable with me. Yeah. But I, I, looking back, that's what I did for myself without knowing. Yeah. Because I think when I was in a mixed school. When I was with girls and boys until like standard, before standard eight, Ooh. I was very conscious of the fact because, I mean, of course, at that time you're getting into puberty and stuff. And, but I mean, after a while, when you are now making people laugh, when you're dissing yourself. Yeah, that's... It, 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 became, it became so... It became a joke to me in the sense that why was I so concerned about what people think of me? By the time I went to a boys' school, it was ridiculous, bro. Like, I was I was so comfortable with who I was. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was not comfortable. In the bigger scheme of things. If I, was, if, if I felt like I'm being weird, I was weird that day. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> you know, I was just, you know. And I think the whole transitioning of speaking vernac in one, in a certain scenario with guys from Kasi and then mm. speaking English with guys from... The suburbs, going to school, speaking Vernac here and there, coming back home, or rather speaking English at school and then coming back home and speaking Vernac. You know, th- there was always that chameleon sort of adapting to your environment. So I, I never really had a sense of, I was still me in both environments. 
but how when would you say you discovered you i would have to say varsity does it yeah that's when you were you became like like i knew now like i i do not like i do not like pre, i do not like um fakeness mm. yeah i got to that point where you know they i i didn't i wasn't friends with out of convenience mm. and i say that knowing that um looking back there's a lot of fr- like let me not say looking back but even now today there's a lot of friendships of convenience yeah I, I, sometimes i don't even call them friendships i call them acquaintances yeah acquaintances and that's part of the reason i'm not on whatsapp because i, I just realized a lot about whatsapp and just that that always being accessible too easily uh yeah that's that's my thinking understand i could be missing i've been told that i should be on on, on whatsapp for business purposes but now nah, if you value me you will call or sms i do the same for other people that i value or email yeah um, yeah i guess so that so my 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 life is value centered if you end my life mm. you're valued i i only have one gripe against whatsapp and that's uh, I hate typing. You hate typing. I hate typing. Messages. I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's an app coming where you can just speak into the app and it types for you. Even that, I just. I love reading, but at the same time. I feel like a conversation that could we have, that we could have over the phone in a minute, yeah. is a prolonged yeah, five-minute <laughs> WhatsApp conversation. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same on that one. But uh, anyway, that's just one of those things, I guess. I get like an SMS and I say, okay. As I start typing, I'm like, nah, let me just call. Because <laughs> <laughs> a call will be a lot, a lot more precise. Yeah. We're going to get to the point real quick. Mm, but yeah, man, I think value, wow, man. Yeah, it's an interesting topic. One that... Uh, it's ever-growing. The list is ever-changing, I guess. There are, your, there are your consistent points. But there's also things that come with perspective or learning or just changing in your in your circumstance that will either determine whether they stay on the list or come off uh, you know you do you write down the list you just feel the list I think this is where a lot of people maybe make make a mistake where you you need to you forget what your day happens but maybe on your list like we were saying earlier, you end up working more hours. Yeah. But on your list, your your family is number one, but yet mm. your actions speak a different thing. Maybe everybody needs a retreat once a once a year. I guess I'm, re- I guess I'm fortunate re- in the sense that because of what I've been through mm. and having lost as much as I lost and gained as much as I've gained now. Losing everything and then gaining everything at the same time, which is quite, which is quite intense. Now that I think about it, but yeah, oh, that's what, yeah I, I lost everything to gain everything in a way. Mm. So, it's but you wouldn't of, have known it at the time. Yeah, that's true. I can safely say I wouldn't have, because now I'm in a situation where everything I do is value centered. Have you thought of writing a book? Ah. Uh, I started writing one. I'm on chapter five. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but I sort of, it didn't feel, it felt weird to me. It's weird how I'm more comfortable on a podcast like this, giving my perspectives. Mm -hmm. But when I gave my perspectives while I was writing them down, it felt more, I almost felt more vulnerable writing them really? down. Really? Yeah, than speaking them. That, that, is, that is a weird... So you, you would go back, you would read it, and would you say, oh, I, d I don't know if I should... No, I'm, I'm, I, I say what I mean. Okay. I'm not someone that says something half-heartedly. And then you said it, then what, it felt too legit to quit, or...? Not too legit. I'm legit 100% <laughs> of the time, bruv. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, I don't know, it just felt weird. I can't explain it. No, okay. Uh, and funny enough, I was actually thinking, shouldn't I just, maybe I should just do an audio version of my book. Yeah, that could also work. I thought but, but about that. Would you write it? Okay, it goes back to. Would you write it down and then say? <laughs> yeah, that that's that's the interesting thing. I was that's where I am right now in my thought process. Would I start from chapter one and just speak it, or would I would I write it down and then speak it from what I've written down, like in point form? Yeah, that's and a then good. and then talk from there. That's a good question. That's an interesting. I'll think about it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll go over a couple of, of ideas and then see what happens. Yeah, man. And you, you wanna write a book yourself? Ah, uh, no. I, I I get the f ideas to write. I wanna write stories. Short stories. Or long scripts. stories. Scripts or novels. Scripts. Yeah, I like mm. to write scripts. Scripts for for plays for, for ideas that I have. So like you have an idea and you have like a so scene I, I, for it. So I have this movie idea where I'm gonna say it out loud anyway. Uh, this guy goes to jail, wrongly mm. accused black man. Mm. Uh, he's a drug addict. Yeah. Um, wrong time, wrong place. Mm. And while he's in there, all he can think of is killing this person who said the wrong thing about him. But she, this this person who did it is a young girl. Mm. But at the time, her parents are forcing her to say this. He gets out, and uh, he starts to follow. He starts to come up with his plan. But then he starts to see, oh crap, she's in a dark place also. And then he mm. starts to get to know her. And then, oh snap, what's happening here? Is now he's got feelings. He he. So the person he wanted to kill is now falling for. I, I I don't know whether to make it falling for or just to be like, he now starts to see a different whole side to her. And mm. then in the end, the climax is, is he going to do it or not? Ah, I see. I see. Interesting. Yeah, that's 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 one of the ideas. So I was like, yeah. Have you written out these? Have you Have you written something already before? Have you got like stuff you've written down already? No, I, I just have ideas. That mm. are not fleshed out, and I, I think I, I think a lot of us have these these thoughts and of of things to do, but because we're so caught up in in just the actual the actual survival mode, we never really get down to actually putting them, and we're and we're so the rope a dope. Here it comes. No, nah, not the rope a dope. <laughs> it's sort of like. We watch all these movies and we get all these series or we read these books, but there's always that thing of wanting to 
document aspects of you or yeah. just document things from your from your perspective creatively i've i've funny enough i've read a lot of things where there's like why do a lot of script writers not make it and you know just writers yeah because a lot of them write about themselves their experience yeah and that's not all because a lot of the time people don't understand that a lot of the time you think you're going through a lot but your next man is going through the exact same thing but you so you write what you've gone down thinking oh no one's gone through this this is intense yeah meanwhile uh 20 other people have gone through it they've also written about it and nothing stands out mm i see what you mean so they mm. say try not to you can put in aspects of yourself your personality in there but not mm. don't try to make it about your story and then you get a, you you get a little angry it doesn't sell it's your story mm. don't people value your story and then you just like mm, you mm, become disheartened mm, and then you don't write anything again sure And then you also get those guys who write a story and just leave it for like years and then after they're dead it's now a hit. Yeah. You you I mean isn't that the typical I mean not a typical but isn't that the Van Gogh story that his work only really started doing really really well after his death? Don't even get me going on art, bro. Like how how Picasso's sketches sold for billions, I don't understand. But I mean <laughs> these things happen. I mean I can also take a piece of chalk and do a bit of scribbles and see what happens. I'm not so sure sh- that man was a talented br- brother. No, but he's he sketches sold on his name. Maybe to uh, maybe yeah, I don't know. I'm no I'm no art. Critic. I guess that also goes back to the whole idea of copyright and, and ownership and intellectual property. But it also goes on value. You you say, "Oh, this is a drawing of a buffalo or a bull." Mm. Man, uh, give me a piece of chalk. I'll go draw a bull too. But then there's somebody who says, "Wait a minute, this bull. I really value how he did the curve on it." Mm. Meanwhile, for you, it's just a. I had this interesting conversation on radio yesterday, actually, where this one the conversation was about um, how we could take technology. We should be thinking of technology in a way of it. bringing out the humanity the humanity in all of us more mm. as opposed to dehumanizing ourselves through technology so instead of let's say technology that just makes communication easier but rather makes communication more the guy put it in a weird way man but i can i can hear where you're going with this yeah, yeah. like like that that is actually a great way to think of technology and he was it, It just got me thinking. Which like, radio station was this? SAFM. Yeah, I should start listening to SAFM again. No, it's not it's not every day. Some it's just it's just one of those Actually, this guy is he was actually here for a conference about um sound engineering like Do you remember his name? He's the sound he's the vocal engineer yeah. for Beyoncé's live performances. He talks like a hippie. He sounds like he's from California. <laughs> sounds like he was there in the 60s. when they were taking LSD and stuff. He's got like this whole hippie vibe. But like the way he explained it was it made so much sense in the sense that we are so focused on all the things that dehumanize us as people yeah, yeah, yeah. as opposed to humanizing each other from the word go. 
Mm. It was it was it was actually quite an interesting conversation. Who is who can you remember the host of the show? The host was some woman called Liz Khan. Liz Khan. Liz okay. Khan, yeah. Yeah, she's got a show on the weekends from I think it's from from seven till nine. Yeah. So it depends on the show who she because he was talking he was there to talk about the conference. But the conversation just took one of those sharp turns where they ended up talking about this this technology and humanizing thing. And I think it's because it's on everybody's mind at the moment. Yeah, because they were talking about the technological aspect of how he he basically he sets up Beyonce's live performances in such a way they've developed like an instrument that allows her to sound like she does in her albums on stage. Mm. So they use a very... He, he was saying, we simplified it. We, we came up with a very simple EQ, a very simple um, vocal tweaker that allows them to tweak her voice for every performance. And now they've started doing it for other artists too. So that they sound like they sound on their albums. Yeah, that's a big problem. Mm, in which sense? When you get to a concert and it doesn't sound like... Yeah, but I mean, the whole point of going to a live performance back in the day was to hear someone live. Yeah, because, I mean, because technically you would have been that good that you sound yeah. good live. Maybe back then you were technically yeah. Yeah. That, that good. So, Like when you hear live DVDs, okay, obviously they've been changed as... But, and I they've mean, been mixed and yeah. mastered to a slight degree, yeah. Uh, some of those live performances where you can hear it hasn't been mixed that much they mm. still sound people can sing people could sing back then yeah yeah well I guess it was also the cost of getting into music you had to be good no but I just think the the whole intimate experience of a live performance has shifted uh, when we went from you know we went there to hear the person sing so it was a setting where it was conducive to actually just sitting and listening. Mm. But now when you go to festivals and performances, you're there, for, you're there to be entertained. Yeah. So I guess that has shifted. Um, I guess that's what people value. Hey, that's one thing. You know, I was listening to the whole Bushfire, the guy who does the Bushfire Festival. Sounds like a vibe, eh? Sounds like a vibe. Uh, but what type of vibe? <laughs> no, it sounds like a vibe. Like the way they've set it up and the whole, the whole, the whole event, and the things they do there. It sounds pretty cool. <clears throat> I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of maybe think going there next year, because they've already sold out. Um, but yeah, I'm. Where looking, is it? I'm looking at the. It's in Swaziland. Oh, you did mention. Is this? You've mentioned this one before. Mm, but now, I'm looking at the Joy of Jazz, man. The Joy of Jazz lineup is intense. Joy of Jazz in Joburg. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. The Standard Bank Joy of Jazz. But yeah. When is it? Uh, it's in September. Well, if you want to catch uh, Luca, you know where to be in September. Nah, don't even go there. <laughs> don't even go there. But yeah, man, it's been, a, it's, been a, it's been a vibe, eh? Yep, I think this is a good time to uh, say I value you, kind sir. <laughs> I value you too, guy. I know that took a lot. I, I could tell. I could tell. You are, you were almost at the point of saying I love you, and it's fine. Let me wipe the tears out of my eyes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's been a vibe. All right, good peoples.